Hello, Mama. Hope your day is glorious. I am staring outside and it's sunny and bright and green and beautiful and so refreshing. Uh, it's, yeah, I love that I have nap time. That's what this is. Most of the time I'm working during nap time. Sometimes I'll get little pockets here and there, but uh, nap time is it. And I love that I have something that fills me up that I get to do during nap time. So I hope you have the same. I hope you're having those nap time slots filled with life giving things. And that's what this is for me. So I'm excited. It's also Valentine's Day. So by the time you're listening to this, that'll be over. But happy Valentine's Day belated to you. I um, have never been a big Valentine person. But this year, my pastor just challenged me and all the girls in uh, my connect group just to be intentional. Like our marriages matter. And I know I've been in a season lately where it's like, it feels like I can always just kind of put it on the back burner, right? Like if I'm in the middle of working, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll talk to him later. Or, oh, if the kids are needing something like, oh, we can connect later. Right. And, and later doesn't come, right? If we just keep pushing things later, it never comes. And so I've been trying to like practice what I preach. You know, I talk to you a lot about making sure marriages come before anything else come before, not before God, but before our kids and any, everything else. And To actually like play that out is a whole other level and requires a lot of intentionality. And so all that to say, long story short, I'm this year, we're just using Valentine's Day as an excuse to just be intentional. And even though we're not big Valentine people, like it's just a, a, why skip over a reason just to sit down and be together? So I'm excited. My hubby's going to cook us some steaks and we're just going to hang out. It's going to be good. Anyways, I, uh, that was all for free. (laughs) None of that is related to to what we're going to talk about today, but those were just some things on my heart, Um, but I'm excited to dive into our series today. We're going to be talking about our new series, How to Suffer Well, and we're going to be talking today about what it looks like to be in a season of famine, and what does that mean? How do we navigate that well? And we're just going to go there. So get ready. Get excited for a really light and fluffy topic like suffering through a season of famine. (laughs) Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. so excited to dive in with you. And I also just want to, as always, just take a minute to invite you. If you know that it's time to do some of this deeper work, maybe you've tried therapy and it hasn't worked. Maybe you just haven't you know, found that right therapist. Uh, maybe you've done therapy and you've made progress, but you know it's time for another season of healing and really just gaining some insight into why this season in motherhood has been so challenging, why you're always triggered, why you're always falling into anxiety and anger and just not being able to show up in the way that you know you were made for and the way that you've always dreamed of. Uh, I 
get it. Motherhood is full to the brim of triggers. And so if you are not hyper aware, hyper intentional, and have a clear plan to stop yourself from going to that negative space, that destructive coping of anger and anxiety and depression and all of that, then you're going to fall into it and you're going to be stuck there. And so that is why I have a whole program where we take what we talk about on the podcast, but we go a lot deeper and I help you map out an individual specific plan to you, your wounds and your life and help you have four easy steps to getting out of those old patterns, getting out of the anger, getting out of the anxiety. So come join me. I love getting to know you. You get access to group coaching for an entire year when you join. So there's just lots of space to be able to do that healing work and go deep and and become intentional as a mom because you're getting control of those old thoughts, those old wounds, and you're showing up in the way that you're made for. And it's such a, a simple plan. I help you map it all out. Hard work for sure. You got to show up for the work. However, the plan itself is simple and beautiful, and it's going to actually just remove a lot of confusion. And uh, like, that's what we talk about whenever we have our academy calls all the time. It's like people get so confused about like, why am I feeling this? Why am I stuck on this thing? Why did I get so triggered by this little moment? And when I know your pain cycle, which is what I help you map out in an instant, I can help you understand why, and then help you know what to do about it. So come join me morningmama.co. Uh, you can cut, you can find the link in the show notes, but HTTP dot dot slash slash. <laughs> I think you've like typed the whole thing in sometimes morningmama.co. I can't wait to see you over there. Learn about who you are and go deep with you. So wanted to invite you to that first, but I, I am excited to talk about suffering today, right? It's such a heavy word, heavy topic. But the thing is, I think for a lot of you, you already are there. Like that's why you're here on this podcast is you are suffering. And in the, in the last episode, I encourage you to go and listen to it, but we talked about the good kind of suffering, the kind that produces fruit, that, that shapes us into who we were made to be, that God uses the hard circumstances, the hard seasons of our lives to, to remove these layers of sin and selfishness. And that's the good kind of suffering. And then there's the bad kind of suffering where we're stuck in our sin and we're stuck in our pain and we're not making progress. We're just uh, cycling through this again and again and we're really just pulling ourselves down into a pit of destruction that does not lead to any kind of fruit and is just, we're just stuck and there's no purpose in it. And now God can redeem all things. However, if we're, if we're not surrendering them to him, if we're not seeking him and bringing those to him, he's not going to be able to redeem them. Uh, the verse <clears throat> I'm referencing is, God can turn all things, God will turn all things for good for those that love him. So you must be active in that love. You must be in pursuit of him and not just staying in the old ways because he's not going to force himself into your life. So all that to say, we're talking about how motherhood can hold both of those things, but how do we get to a place where it's the good kind of suffering? How do we get to a place where it's all the suffering we're wading through is is shaping us and and bearing that fruit we want and making us more beautiful and making our lives better? And so that's what we're talking about today. And it can feel heavy, but like I was saying, you guys are already there. That's why you're you're here listening. So 
I hope that you'll, you're able to go there and uh, that it just helps you kind of maybe come out of the darkness a little bit. And like I said, today we're going to talk about uh, being in a season of famine. And first, I just kind of want to start by sharing uh, a current season I've been in lately. And uh, this is just some of the suffering that I have been walking through. And I always struggle on two sides of this. So part of me just wants to completely minimize what I've been walking through and be like, well, it's not really that big of a deal because there's people that are struggling truly with a lot more like diagnoses for their kids, losing kids, losing parents, right? Uh, Diagnoses for themselves. Like there's so much, right? So much. And so it's easy for me to just dismiss it and say, I can't even call this suffering. Like, you know, this is just life. This is just these little things. However, the other side of me also knows, okay, but if I minimize this and say like, this isn't worth talking about, then I'm also minimizing someone else's story. Someone else that might be like me in a season of suffering, but not like one of those big things that we might go through in life, but a bunch of these little things that pile up and and still bring us to this place of suffering. And so I am going to share just some, some specifics of my season, but I want you to know wherever you're at, whether you're suffering, uh, the, the external factors of it are far greater than mine, or whether maybe they're even less than mine. It doesn't matter. Like it's all something that one has the potential either to shape us, change us into more like Jesus, or uh, for us to take that suffering and drive ourselves into the pit of destruction. So um, just want to give that caveat before I begin. For me, though, this is kind of the season I've been in. Um, I, um, at the time, I didn't know it was this, but I was walking through just some hormonal imbalances. Um, and this is kind of something that I've been walking through anyways. The previous year, I had gone to a holistic doctor and got on a whole bunch of supplements because I was having like a lot of different hormonal symptoms like dizziness and all these different crazy things going on. And so those have been really helping. But uh, after uh, the past few months, kind of like the end of the year, I was really just struggling. Like, and I, again, I didn't know it was hormonal at the time, but I had begun weaning my third child. So weaning from breastfeeding and I didn't realize it, but I think it was causing a whole lot of hormonal things. And I share this because I, uh, as much as I talk about like, you need therapy and you need to get in the academy and, and you need to, you know, work on your mindset. All those are very true and none of them are not true. However, also, and you need, if you're struggling with anxiety and depression and insomnia and all of these things, you also should go to a doctor. Now, you know, I'm not going to go deep into that because that's not my my specialty, obviously, <clears throat> but also, you know, medication, there might be a season for it. It might be helpful, but bigger than that, I think it's really important to go a little deeper, to know like hormonally what's going on with you, to know nutritionally how, what's going on with you because your nutrition impacts your hormones. And so like, uh, I am such an advocate now of ho- uh, holistic doctors because they really like get to the core of what's happening and don't just cover things up with like, oh, here's medication to make you feel better, but we're not actually addressing like what's causing this, what's at the root of this. And so Sometimes like what we're walking through as moms, the anxiety, the anger, uh, all those things, it is, is yes, related to our mindset and our healing and all of that, but it also might be a contributing factor might be hormones. Obviously in the midst of motherhood, there is 
lots of shifting hormones, right? Like pregnancy, postpartum, breastfeeding, like it is just a whirlwind of hormones. And then I think our bodies just are kind of uh, sometimes a mess afterwards. And it's hard for our bodies to kind of get back on track. Um, And then, you know, comes menopause, right? So all that to say, this is like a little uh, PSA, go get your hormones checked out if you're struggling with these things, because it might be uh, another component to what's going on. Um, Because we are body, mind, and spirit. So you can't separate those, body, mind, and spirit. Here we talk about the, the mind and the spirit, right? We're talking about our mindset and healing that, healing how we think, healing how our brain is functioning. And then we also talk about their spirit. How do we get right with God? How how do we invite God's healing into our lives? How do we uh, make sure that relationship is, is strong? But then the, the body component is not me. That's not what I do, but you can't ignore that. So just, just a little thing there. But anyways, I was experiencing just a lot of anxiety. And with that insomnia and uh, irritability and mood swings and just even like some, some moments of just depressive, depressive thoughts. Um, and I just didn't understand it. I was like, what is wrong? (laughs) Like, why am I feeling this way? What, what is going on? You know, and definitely even as like a helper, a therapist, a coach, it was like a secondary layer of like, well, maybe that means that I'm not actually helping people. Maybe that means like what I'm doing doesn't work. And so I just had an added layer of shame there. However, my husband was so good um, to remind me like coaches need coaches, therapists need therapists. So that I was like, baby, you're amazing. Um, but in addition, so I think there's some stuff I, I am working through in therapy now, just some like deeper stuff that I've never really processed before. And, you know, I'm, I'm addressing that component. However, I've realized now that what was exacerbating those was hormones. And uh, after weaning from my um, child and in the midst of that process, my hormones had been really just going crazy. And um, so all that to say, yeah, I was in the midst of this suffering, right? So just a lot of anxiety and then questioning and shame, right? And then couldn't sleep, being lying awake for hours at night, not understanding like why I couldn't sleep, mood swings, all of these things, right? So then in addition to all of that, there was just a season where there just like wasn't childcare, um, and which is fine, but I have all of these balls moving, like, you know, this business and, ministry. And I was just starting, um, starting out a process of seminary, which is like a go at your own pace thing, but I I want to make progress on it. And I want to, um, actually complete it hopefully in the desired amount of time, but that probably is going to have to shift. But all that to say, like when, when there wasn't the childcare available for various reasons, lots of kids sickness is, um, one of the biggest reasons, but it just, you know, all of a sudden these hours that I used to allocate to these things were just gone. And my kids aren't quite at a place where I can just work while they're here for the most part because my youngest is 15 months and, you know, he's good for like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, but then he really needs some mama time, you know, so I can like go in and out. But, but then I just, for me, I don't feel good about those days. I feel like I didn't give enough to him. I feel like I didn't, wasn't really able to focus or get something done. You know, if I have like a specific call, like I'm in a a coaching group now. So if I have that call or if I have a staff meeting for church or things like that, I will absolutely, you know, 
do that while my kids are there. However, to like do regular work, it's just for me not possible unless my kids are just fully occupied. And I know everyone's different here. But all that to say, so I got these hormones going on, anxiety. There's there's no childcare. There's lots of just sickness in our home. So not only am I not able to work, but I'm also isolated. You know what that feels like. I think for most of us, when our kids are sick, you just can't go anywhere. You can't go to church. You can't see your people. Um, you, you know, there's so much you I have to cancel when my kids are sick, and it's just so tiring. You're just kind of in a sense trapped in your home with your kids. 24 seven until that's gone. And you can like, sometimes we'll go on walks or, you know, go to parks that no one really goes to, but we're not with people and motherhood isolated is never good. We're going to be talking about that soon in the coming weeks. Um, so I was dealing with all that and like, it was like back to back to back to back to back, like literally like almost the entire couple months, you know, there was only like a week or two off of that. So, you know, I'm feeling isolated, dealing with all of these symptoms, getting behind on everything, right? And it's just all piling up. And this was kind of like more prevalent towards the end of the year, but some of it has kind of continued through the beginning of this year. And then so I'm, I'm still dealing with a lot of that. And then, you know, I have a day where it's like everything just hits, right? I, the wash machine, I wake up and it's laundry day and it's not working. And... <laughs> I don't know about your house, but our house, like we have exactly enough underwear and pants to make it through the week. And after that, like, we're like flipping those things over. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like we can't, we can't miss laundry day. Uh, And so, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Like it's laundry day. Do I need to like go on run to Target and buy some more underwear? Like what, what are we doing here? And so, you know, it's, Sounds so silly and little, but it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? Like that you're already dealing with all these things, this, this whole like current of struggle underneath it all. And then this one little thing just tips it and you're like, wait a minute, what do I do? And it it just breaks you. And then that same day, um, doing school drop off, my car got hit and you know, I don't need to get into the details of it, but it just, you know, another little thing. And so now I don't have my car and I praise God insurance covers a rental car. So I really can't complain, but it's, you know, one more thing. And like, I don't know what's going to happen with insurance or, you know, really any of what's going on with it. So, you know, again, a little, a straw that breaks the camel's back and you know, those things could have been worse. The washer ended up, my husband fixed it by the end of the day. And then, you know, the car, we got the rental car that same day. Like there's so much that could have been worse. Someone could have been hurt, you know, but again, it's these little things that just pile on and pile on and pile on. And so like, I remember that day, (laughs) I literally was just so tired. And like that week, you know, I had just been feeling all of those things I talked about. And like, I just had kind of given up on the house. So then not only is all that happening, but now the house is complete chaos. Cause I don't know about you, but if, if I miss one day of not resetting the entire house, then we're done. Like we're done for the week. It is hard to recover from that. And so if I have like two, three days of that, man, we're in a hole, a massive hole. And so I just was so overwhelmed trying to just make progress or just have enough energy to keep going. And I just like laid down on the kitchen floor, just like in the fetal position, like, I think I'm just going to lay here. And <laughs> the kids were like, what are you doing, mom? He's coming and checking me out. Like, so I, I share all of that because I won, and we're going to talk about what God has shown me through that. But I also want you to know you're not alone. 
that these little things that that pile up, it doesn't have to be one big thing, but these little things that pile up can lead us to this place of suffering where it just feels like it's too much. And God is so faithful though. Uh, he is so good to me. There was a day in my quiet time recently where I just was really struggling and like dealing with all of this and trying to be okay, you know, and try and like, I I love life. And so I'm like, I want to love it again. Like, why is it so hard right now? And I had this amazing quiet time where, first of all, God helped me find this article that talked about all of the the hormones, uh, all the symptoms that can come from your hormones being off from weaning a child from breastfeeding. And you know, it talked about literally all the symptoms I was having, anxiety, insomnia, mood swings, depression. Um, what else? There was like fatigue. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, like that is why it's been so hard for these past couple months. Cause that's like the timeline of how long I had been beginning the weaning process. So like that alone was just so freeing to, to know that there was a, a reason for what was going on, a specific one. And again, now I'm still going to therapy because I do think there's some underlying things underneath that. But, but the, the reason it was so like in my face and I actually think God used that to be like, hey, it's time to go back and do some more work. Um, and I don't think I would have done that had these hormones not really highlighted what I was already experiencing. Um, so I'm grateful for that. But he showed me that article, which just was so freeing. And then the thing I really want to share with you today is he, I'm reading through this book as part of seminary and I'm kind of using it as part of my quiet time with God every morning because it's just these short excerpts of these letters that um, this woman has written. And um, I'm going to actually read it to you because it's, it's just so powerful. So it's from this book. It's called Intimacy with Christ. And it's by uh, Jean. Sorry, I'm out of breath. I just ran upstairs to grab my book. Um, Jean Goyon, uh, or other, otherwise referred to as Madame Goyon. And she is, I, I, can't, I need to research her more, but she is like a huge pivotal part of the church, uh, centuries ago. And she just has a ton of amazing wisdom. And, uh, this book has been really cool to be reading through and I've just been getting such a a cool, different take on things. Um, so I highly recommend it. It's called intimacy with Christ. It's excerpts from some letters she had written, but it's updated into modern language. So it's really helpful, easy, very easy to read. Um, it's been like a great little supplement devotional to my quiet time. Anyways, This is from uh, chapter 13 or or letter 13. Uh, It's titled Different Seasons. And this is what it says. It's a little bit long, but hang with me. It's so powerful. It says, rest assured, it is, and I'm starting like halfway in, rest assured, it is the same God who brings forth, who brings both feast and famine, fair weather and rainy, high or low times, peaceful or troubling ones are all good in their season. These seasons form and mature mature you. Each is needed just as a year must have different seasons. Each change in your condition, whether it be internal or an external change, is a new test to try your faith and love. It will help perfect you if you receive it with love and submission, which is like all of what we're talking about here. 
She says, place yourself in the hands of love. That love, that love is the same, although it may often ask you to change your position. Be careful if you prefer one state to another, or if you love abundance more than scarcity when God orders otherwise. If this is the case, it only proves that you love the gifts of God more than God himself. Woo! I don't know about you, but that's like, wow, convicting, inspiring, helpful. And so anyways, this same day, you know, I don't know if you ever have those quiet times with God. Like if you meet with God regularly, you will have days where it's like kind of dry and you feel like, oh, I don't know what I'm really getting out of this. I feel like, you know, it's hard to hear from God. I feel like I'm just going through the motions. And then you're going to have times where you're like, just, he's just dropping things in your heart and, and you're reading just the right scripture for that season. And he's just dropping these wisdom bombs and uh, prophetic words. And it's just, it's just mind blowing. And so that was one of these days. Like I read this on a day where I just, I just needed this and something for me about reading this, that he is the, the God of feast and of famine. It, it just hit me. I just realized I am in a lot of ways, not in all the ways, but in a lot of ways in a season of famine. And, you know, for me, it was famine of sleep, <laughs> famine of support, famine of time for sure, right? Famine in all these little different ways, famine of energy. And while I have have food and I have a home and I have so much, there can be areas of our life that are so depleted that it makes it really hard. And so just labeling it and like recognizing it as like, oh, I'm in a season of famine for me was just so freeing because suddenly I'm like, oh, that's okay. Because that means this season will end. That means this isn't forever. That means maybe I'm not doing something wrong. This is just what the season holds. You know, because sometimes I know we can, when we're not feeling good, when we're not going through life in the way we really want to be, we can begin to think, well, what am I doing wrong? Now, I do think there is a place for that. I do think growth is important and we need to reflect on, okay, do I need to change something? So that's important. But I've been doing a lot of that. I was like, you know, if you know me, I'm constantly reflecting, constantly trying to improve, constantly trying to learn and grow and process and heal. And so I've been doing all of that and felt like I wasn't making progress forward. And so then it's, it, as I'm doing that, I'm just feeling discouraged. Like maybe what I'm doing isn't working. And then God's like, no, no, here's what's going on. Your, your body's out of whack. And this is the season. It's a season of famine. And this is for your good. This is all being used to help you grow into who you are made to be. I love that she says every season is needed. Right. Just like in uh, the weather, like we need every season. And then I also just feel so convicted at the end when she talks about don't be careful not to love abundance more than scarcity when God orders that. Because, well, I don't think we need to feel guilty about abundance like that is also from God. We can enjoy his good gifts, right? It's okay to enjoy that. But also like it's the same God that might bring a season of famine in your life. And we don't love the outcomes of our prayers more than God. We, we don't trust the outcomes. We trust God. We love God, not the outcomes. And so we've got to make sure that our hearts and our minds are in the right place in order to really, like she says, to submit what is, let me see this sentence. I love this sentence. She says, 
It will help perfect you if you receive it with love and submission. So if we want this season of struggle, this season of suffering, this season of famine, if we want it to bear that fruit to perfect us, we have to receive it. And that's what we talked about in the last episode is like, I think what happens in motherhood a lot of times is we're resisting the suffering of motherhood. We're pushing against it saying, no, I don't want it to feel this way. I don't want it to be like this. It should be different. And with that, we're not receiving the hard. And so we're missing out on the fruit. And so we have to submit to, okay, God, if this is the season you have for me right now, like it is good and I accept it and I embrace it. And, and God, I, I, I don't want anything more. I want what you have for me. You know, it can be so easy to love God when things are good, easy to be good in a good mood and be happy and patient and graceful when things are easy and good, but it's when the hard times come and they always will, like we talked about when we're suffering, this is when the posture of our hearts and our lives is so crucial. And ultimately it's all crucial, but, but we're going to start to see the, the real evidence of where our hearts are at in those times of suffering, because it's easy to kind of go through the motions and be okay and, and, and be pretty good in those good seasons. You know, you don't necessarily see the full, maybe uh, place of your heart. It's not fully revealed, but it's in those times when the fire gets hot, when things are hard that you see the real state of your heart in, in the fullness of it. And it's just, we need to see that because otherwise we're blinding ourselves to the truth of what really needs, what, what is most important is the state of our heart. So as we wrap this up, I want to first give you a few questions to reflect on, and then I want to encourage you. So first of all, I want you to write these down. I want you to get a pen and paper and write down this first question. And it says, define the famine, famine of what? So what season, first of all, what season are you in right now? If you are in a season of famine, um, then I want you to, to write this down and define the famine. What is it a famine of? What are you lacking? Most of us have food, but what kind of famine might it be? What does that look like? Maybe it's support from your husband. Maybe it's, there's, there's a dryness, a a hardness in your marriage. Maybe it is with your kids and they like, or maybe one specific kid that's just really struggling and you're trying to pour in and do all the right things and pray and instruct and teach and discipline and do everything, set the boundaries and the consequences and, and try and be so intentional. And yet you see no fruit. So maybe that's the famine is seeing the fruit of your labor in your parenting. What, what is that famine, right? Maybe it's financially for sure. That brings a lot of hard things to our lives. Uh, what does this look like? Uh, maybe it is something bigger, like losing someone, uh, like a health diagnosis. So define the famine. What is it a famine of? And then, um, I want you to write down number two, how have you been responding to this famine? So, so I was just talking about like the famine brings out the true state of our hearts. So as you've been in the season of famine, how do you respond? Are you um, seeking God and finding humility in it and finding strength in it? Or like a lot of us, are you going into bitterness? Are you being resentful? Are you just stuck in constant frustration and anger? 
Maybe you're trying to control it. Maybe you're seeing this famine and you're just trying to, to, to overly control everyone and everything because you don't like this and you don't want it to be this way. So what is that? How have you been responding? And then number three, I want you to ask God and reflect on God. Why, why is this famine here? This question came from a, a good friend as I was telling her, you know, all that God had told me and and she was like, oh, well, have you asked God, like, why it's a season of famine? And I was just like, oh, wow, that's like such a great question. I love that because if it is intended by God, there is a purpose behind it that he wants to use for your good. This is the verse I was actually referencing earlier. It's Romans eight twenty eight. It says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called a according to his purpose. So he's, God is using every bit of this for your good as you are walking in his purpose. And then I was, as I wrap up, I got to remind you of this because what podcast is complete without this verse? James 1, 2, consider it pure joy at my brother's and sisters, when you encounter trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, allow perseverance to finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking in anything. So God has brought potentially this famine in your life for a purpose. And why I say potentially is because again, you do also need to reflect on, is this uh, God has led you to this place of famine? And there's these external factors, or is the famine coming because you have not done the work internally? The famine maybe is becoming, is coming because you haven't been healing and doing that work to take care of yourself, to process, to get some tools in place. Maybe that's therapy. Maybe that's coming with me into my academy, whatever that looks like. You haven't done that work and you're just getting through, which, you know, ultimately like that stems from a season of famine back when you're a kid or different seasons in your life, right? Where there was a, a, a absence of love or an absence of safety or any number of ways how those wounds were created. So it does stem from a famine. However, we've got to make sure that we are showing up to do the work on our side of things. So we're not going into that bad kind of suffering. Okay. And lastly, I just want to leave you with this be encouraged. If you're in a season of famine, a feast is coming. I'm going to read to you kind of a long verse, but it's well worth it. Ezekiel 36 verses 27 through 30. It says, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. And I will deliver you from all uncleanliness and I will summon the grain and make it abundant and lay no famine upon you. I will make the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field abundant that you may never again suffer the disgrace of the famine among the nations. And here God is talking to his people that had been exiled and it was because of their lack of following God, right? The bad kind of suffering. They were worshiping idols and, and, you know, just not following God in any of the ways that he is commanded. And so they have been in a season of exile and, uh, God is about to call them out of that. And so he's saying no longer will this be the reality, but it's so beautiful because we know 
that even when we have messed up, even when we have contributed to the season of suffering, he will call us out of that if we, here's the things we need to do, follow his rules closely. And the other thing that he talks about after this verse is, talks about how I'm doing this not for you, not for the nation, but for the people around you to know that I am good, to know my power. And so we've got to remember and, and God does want to love you and bless you personally, but we've got to remember that all of the good things we have, all the blessings we have are not because we worked really hard, but it's because they're through God. And God wants us to be faithful, but, but he is the one that gives us these things. And so just know, right, as you work through this famine, it will not be forever. There is an end coming. God will take that famine away from you and bring you a season of a feast. And how we walk that out when the new crop comes, when we get the breakthrough, when we get into the new season, how we get there is by following closely God's rules and remembering that God is the provider. So we're going to be talking about that too. How do we how do we do those things? How do we suffer well and get through this season? I'm excited to go there with you, but make sure you answer these questions. Talk about what is the famine for you? How have you been responding? And then ask God why, what is he trying to work out inside of you? And let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you that you are good even in the midst of a famine. God, thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. God, thank you that you are working everything for our good, Lord. And we just praise you for that. We praise you that the famine can bring beauty. We praise you that the famine can bring exactly what we need to develop into who we were made to be, God. I pray you would help us to surrender to it, God, as we know and are expectant that more is coming, God, but we would surrender to what you have for us in this season and let it work inside of us so that we can walk in the fullness of who you made us to be, God. Thank you for giving us this every bit of strength that we need for this season, God. You are so, so good, even when things are hard and bad. And God, you're good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.